crisis, elections, political scandals, and diplomatic victories. Do you want to be aware of the latest political news? We provide uncompromising analysis of critical global trends and international affairs. Every Tuesday from 10 to 12 on Musar FM. Good morning, dear listeners. It's World Politics Program, and today in the studio there are... Miguel. Federica. Sebastian. And me, Sasha. The topic of today's program is very complicated region of Serbia and Kosovo. And the reason why we decided to discuss this topic is the recent news from this area, from Balkans. It's been 20 years since NATO bombed Serbia in order to stop a military conflict in this region. It's been a lot of years since United Nations peacemakers intervened in Kosovo. But the situation between Kosovo and Serbia is not becoming better. And just look at this. It happened on May 28. Kosovo police launched raids in the early hours of morning in the Serb majority in the north of Kosovo. The majority of population there is Serbian people. It provoked an angry reaction from Serbia. Kosovo police said the operation was launched to detain suspects who have allegedly been participating in or organizing criminal groups and have been involved in the smuggling of goods and misuse of official positions, bribery and trading in contraband. Kosovo policy reports that five officers and six civilians were injured during the operation in which 19 police officers and a number of others were arrested. Police also reported that barricades were set up and tires set on fire to deter police officers. Prime Minister Ramush Haradinaj said that the aim was to target individuals involved in contraband, organized crime and other criminal acts and said that operation was not against Serbs in general. But you should know, and we will discuss it later, that this area of Kosovo, again, ethnically Serbian, mostly, and it's poorly controlled by official Kosovo. Meanwhile, Serbian President Aleksandr Vucic ordered Serbian army to be put on full combat, to be ready for a military conflict. Plus to that, doesn't help the situation this fact. UN employees were caught by police. One of them is uh, a Russian UN employee, Mikhail Krasnashokov. The police chef, Rashid Kualai, said the UN staff members were arrested due to their coaching participation in the barricades. The Kosovo Prime Minister Ramush Haradinaj referred to the Russian as a diplomat in inverted commas. Kosovo and region countries are familiar with the Russian agenda to destabilize our region, he wrote on Twitter. But I want to underline that this person was a part of the mission of United Nations in this area. This situation was discussed during the session of United Nations Security Council that took place on 10th of June. And uh, Zahir Tanin, who is the head of UNMIC, 
the organization that tries to control the situation in Kosovo. He criticized Kosovo and said that, quoting, Firstly, relevant immunities of our staff members from arrest and detention have been failed to be observed. United Nations property was also improperly seized and searched in contravention of all relevant laws and the organization's immunities. Also, this person, Mikhail Krasnashokov, was declared as persona non grata by official Kosovo. And Zahir Tanin also criticized this because it's against the principles of United Nations and this organization. So as you can see, the situation develops very rapidly and now it becomes not only a conflict in region of Balkans, but also an international conflict. It's a lot of mess to my mind. So today we will try to understand what's going on there and is there any solution for this kind of conflict. In my opinion, the history of Balkans is very complicated and uh, all the countries, uh, the ex-Yugoslavia countries are correlated and their history is correlated so this is the main reason why it's very difficult to understand uh, these wars mm -hmm. especially Serbia's and Kosovo war what do you think Sasha? Yeah, for me it's uh, also very complicated but you know it's a good tradition to discuss very complicated topics in this studio mm -hmm. and I'm not 100% sure that after this program we can find any solution but at least we can try. But really I think that in order to understand what's going on we should go a little bit deeper into the history of Serbia and Kosovo, what do you think? I totally agree because uh, I think that this conflict take place a uh, very long time ago, like in the Middle Ages. What do you think, Sasha? Yeah, I think the same. So basically, as I've just told, uh, this conflict take place a very long time ago. And uh, we should say that Kosovo is a little landlocked country. It's very small. The population, the entire population is about 2 million people. And uh, the ethnicity of Kosovo is mostly Albanians and Muslims. Mm -hmm. Now, but was it like this always? No, it wasn't like this always, of course, because uh, as we said just before this historical parenthesis, you told that uh, in the north of Kosovo, population is mostly Serbian. Kosovo is mostly populated by Albanians and uh, Muslims because during the Middle Age, Serbia lost Kosovo because the Ottoman Empire mm -hmm. invaded Kosovo. So this is the reason why there are so many Muslims there. Just a little precision and, you know, you just woke up the historian that I w mm. used to be. Just a precision for you, dear listeners. This is not exactly Middle Age because uh, basically the first big battle between Ottoman Empire and so-called Serbian prince was in 1389 and this is only around the 16th century after, of course, the, the fall of Constantinople that we have the real first rule of Ottoman Empire above these lands. So basically, we are much more talking about modern times and not medieval. Thank you for the precision, Sebastian, because I am not so good in dividing the historical period, but yes, you are right. So basically, as we said, Serbia lost Kosovo in the modern age as 
Sebastian told, making a jump after Second World War, basically Kosovo largely conquered the autonomy. It was an autonomous country, but something happened in 1999, which sense the Serbian leader Milosevic basically brought Kosovo under the Serbian government in Belgrade. And uh, with the dissolution of uh, Yugoslavia, there was, of course, uh, the war in that area. Because as we told before, these countries are correlated because of their history, because they were part of uh, Yugoslavia. And so the history is more complicated. But Kosovo declared then the independence from Yugoslavia Federation and uh, This independence didn't go so far in the end due to the fact that only few countries recognized Kosovo as an independent country. Kosovo created a paramilitary group that was called the Kosovo Liberation Army, KLA, and uh, like this started the conflict uh, between uh, Serbia and uh, Kosovo. I mean, mm-hmm. the military conflict between Serbia and Kosovo. So Serbian police basically killed over 50 members of uh, KLA in that year. So basically, Serbian police members killed over 50 members of KLA in 1998. The violence escalated because a lot of Albanians were killed always in that year. The KLA, of course, responded with the fire. So basically, the UN banned arms sales to Serbia and uh, asked to the chase fire in uh, 1990 and um, NATO planned an intervention. But after this, there was a turning point because the Serbian special police killed 45 people. These people were Albanians. And uh, this massacre was called the uh, Rasak Massacre, and uh, it was in 1999. So it's a very bloody war because uh, for all the war, around uh, 30,000 people died for the Kosovo and uh, Serbians war. Then uh, something happened again because uh, NATO launched a 77-day air campaign against uh, Serbia. And uh, some civilians were killed in this campaign. But uh, by the time Serbia left Kosovo and uh, the KLA demilitarized and uh, over a million people were displaced and uh, began returning to their country. So they began to return to Serbia. Yeah, I want to add a little bit. All the history of Balkan region is about different ethnicities living together and moving from place to place. And for example, in this situation with Kosovo, as you said, it was it belonged to Serbia and then Ottoman Empire came. And actually, I want to say that for Serbia, this region was very important in terms of culture because it was the center of uh, cultural life of Serbian state. There were many orthodox cathedrals for example and when Ottoman Empire came to rule this land the head of Serbian church advised people to leave this land that's how the moving of Serbians started so they actually left this land because of Islamic rule of Ottoman Empire and to this land which was abandoned by Serbians Albanians came and they decided to become 
Islamic too. So they were integrating into this state better than Serbian people who were Orthodox. If I can add something, while I was preparing this topic, I watched a video in order to understand better the relationship among Albanians and Serbians. Mm -hmm. It's a very bad relationship, but also I think that Albanians weren't treated so good by Serbians, even though you are right, because that part of Kosovo was an historical and cultural part of Serbia. But I also think that it has been a very long time that Albanians are there and they build their own, you know, institutions, church, schools. They build their own culture there. So it's very complicated. I don't think, and you will correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Sasha, that you wanted to enter in this uh, question of which legitimate or not to claim to have the power over uh, a territory. But your idea, Sasha, was to introduce this thing that much more than just state conflict we are talking about really uh, violence and conflict between ethnicity and regions which make of this particular area a kind of a mosaic so that's really difficult to talk about country and really definite land because there is no right and there is no wrong because this area is full of violence between the ethnicity even between Christian for example Croatian killing Serbian during the Second World War something like 700,000 Serbian death during this period so this is much more complicated than just they were right they were wrong on this kind of thing this is just a really huge complex situation which is has definitely nothing in common with what we know in Western European countries because we are talking about a territory with some villages of this ethnicity of this religion so really complex to understand a situation no i know but i didn't want to judge just because i watched that video and uh, i saw some albanians that they were deported and uh, they weren't treated so good so since the fact that we discussed before with sasha about this topic i just wanted to add that uh, as you told it's much more complicated i mean I if you understand and what I mean, Sasha. Yeah, and I agree that it's very, very complicated. That's why it makes this topic so interesting to my mind. Because as I said before, I'm not sure we can find uh, or even to create some kind of draft of any solution. And uh, if we can move a little bit forward to what's going on now from the historical background, the situation is Kosovo and Serbia. They have a lot of historical reasons, right, to have this conflict. A lot of bloody parts of this history. But now Kosovo is kind of controlled by international forces, by United Nations. And uh, all the world and uh, international organizations, they force them to have a dialogue and to resolve this conflict, which is to my mind kind of impossible. And they are not willing, I mean, both parts are not willing to resolve this conflict. And I personally don't see any opportunities to solve this. But I know that both of the states want to become a part of European Union and that's the only motivation for them to pretend that they want to solve this conflict. But it's just my opinion. Do you think, because for me, for example, it's strange that in the beginning of the 90s when Kosovo declared for the first time its independence of Serbia, only a few countries in the world recognize Kosovo as an independence state. But now I think that this number is uh, over 100 countries in the 
Islamic world, and that includes the UN, that includes the European Union. But not all the European Union, right? Right. But that's my question. Why? For me, it's a kind of hypocrite that in this period, at uh, the beginning of the 90s, they left Kosovo at his luck with the consequence that uh, all of us know. And now it's really important to have a kind of influence between Serbia and Kosovo. What is your idea about that? Because I feel like you want to announce some kind of statement or thought. No, I think, for example, you say before that for us, for the occidental part of the world, for the UN, for the European Union, it's impossible to mediate in this conflict. Because as you say, there is no reason in Kosovo or Serbia to make an peace agreement. But you know, trying to answer your question, I think that it wasn't possible back then in 90s because it was a war and a massacre not at the beginning yes <laughs> yes uh, that's what I told you when we were talking about uh, the independence of uh, Bosnia and, and Herzegovina and Croatia and Serbia there was this agreement in the Hoyo during uh, which Milosevic was uh, the main character you know because uh, he reached uh, this result with Croatia Bosnia and Herzegovina and Serbia but uh, he didn't touch at all the topic about uh, Serbia and uh, Kosovo and uh, he did on purpose. And actually to add uh, a little bit of oil <laughs> to this fire, we have to say that Milosevic also decided to take more control on Kosovo because before it was an autonomous region, but he wanted it to be managed directly from the state. And that's why Albanian population of uh, Kosovo started to protest. And also you know how Milosevic started to have credibility among people with uh, a very strong uh, political campaign in TV during which uh, he victimized Serbian people. I don't take part but I had uh, an idea but maybe I am wrong. Maybe I'm going too far. No, of course that I'm going too far with that but for me uh, there is a kind of similarities between this situation, not now, during the Balkan Wars and the situation in the Middle West right now because for me there is a more than a, an historical problem there is a little space of land with a maybe too many different population ethnicals so the only thing that I think the reason because Occident want to make a kind of influence in this land in this period of course is to try to have a kind of counterpart against in this time the Soviet Union maybe but the situation the consequence of this situation was massacres against uh, minorities yeah that happened until nowadays so Just a question to all of you. Do you really think that this situation about using a territory for international purpose from other country is actually finished in Serbia, in Kosovo, obviously? No. 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 Of course. No. Okay, because as we quickly said a little bit earlier, there is this question of Kosovo and the state is actually managed. And the fact that the task force, which is actually assuring security and police mission, especially between the two communities, which definitely stopped to talk to each other, Albanese 
Chinese and Serbian in Kosovo. They don't speak to each other anymore and they even have, I don't remember the name, but there is a city in the northern part of Kosovo, which is marking the border between uh, the end of the Serbian ethnic majority and the beginning of Albanian. And there is just a bridge in the same city. And one side is occupied by Serbian and the other side by Albanian. And in the middle, there is the French task force, which is controlling the only bridge. And basically nobody is crossing almost this bridge because the community stopped to talk to each other. But to come back to the main topic, we have right now five military regions in Kosovo, which are controlled by foreign task force, obviously USA, but that's not a surprise. And for the rest, other uh, European Union members like France, uh, UK, Germany, and even Italians. But more than that, we have also this idea of Kosovo and Serbia, as we said, which both want to integrate European Union. But at the same time, Kosovo seems to be, for example, in last December, Kosovo parliament just decreted that this uh, police force will evolve during the two years to next year in real official military army in Kosovo. This announcement, NATO said, no, that's not the good moment to do so. That's a bad, bad idea. USA say, congrats, that's really good. You should continue like that. That's a good idea. Of course, because guess who just signed some contract about selling weapons to the new army? I'll let you guess, but that's another question. And in the meantime, there is Serbia, which is supported by Russia and still. And there is all this question of extension of NATO in this middle of the Balkanic states. So yeah, foreign influence in this countries. Back to that uh, question that you made to us, Sebastian. If we think that uh, this Balkans war, it's going to be ended soon, I don't think so, personally. And uh, I just wanted to add that uh, I think uh, that it's gonna be very long path and uh, a very long uh, way in order to find a solution. Also because in 2011 actually the European Union led a discussion and uh, the result was technical agreements uh, between uh, Kosovo and Serbia but then eventually this uh, agreement uh, didn't lead to anything even though inside this agreement there was also the Brussels agreement which aims was to normalize the situation, was made on purpose to normalize the situation between Kosovo and uh, Serbia. And uh, before this uh, discussion led by the European Union, actually, United Nations started to talk about uh, Kosovo's future. And uh, these talks began in 2006 to determine the Kosovo's independence. But after 17 rounds of uh, this discussion, After 17 rounds of uh, negotiations, Serbia rejected the request of Kosovo to be independent. So I think that everyone here agrees that uh, it's a very long story, it's a very long path and uh, it's very difficult. So no, I don't think it's going to be solved in a short period of time. But my concern is that situation becomes more and more fragile because getting back to the recent news with uh, what we started this program you see it's like every day uh, news from Serbia and Kosovo and I don't know I have some fear about that don't you but such in which media uh, did you read this news because you said that you have this news every day but for me in Spain I've never read anything about Kosovo um, answer maybe because it's not the target in the Spanish media probably it's not the main topic but answering your question it's different media for example the Guardian Balkans inside BBC so British 
most? Yes, because uh, actually, I want to be honest, in this topic, I don't really trust uh, Russian media. That's why I didn't want to follow the news on Russian media. Because, for example, I wanted to watch some insights, some video about um, this topic. And uh, I found the recent talk show, political talk show on YouTube. It's a Russian talk show, federal channel, but very propagandistic. And they started with this information about Russian diplomat, but actually he was uh, a staff of United Nations, okay? And uh, the host stated that, oh, you know, there is a, a lot of problems in Serbia and Kosovo, and of course many of them happened because of participation of European Union and United States, and NATO, of course. And the audience was clapping to this. So that's why I don't trust Russian media in this topic, you know. I use mostly international media. But I do agree that, to my mind, and correct me if I'm wrong, Europe is not very well aware of the situation of Balkan region because it's very close. It's actually, they are neighbors of European Union and uh, it's very complicated, the situation there, and it could lead to war, but there is nothing in media. The question is, now both of Serbia and Kosovo want to be part of European Union, but they cannot negotiate, uh, they cannot uh, reach a point. What do you think? Can they be part of European Union or not? It's stated by Europe that they cannot become a part of European Union until they resolve this uh, situation, you know. So, of course not. And also, Kosovo cannot become a member of United Nations, for example. Why not? Because, as you know, Russia and China are the... They are permanent uh, members of the Security Council of United Nations and they denied to recognize Kosovo which actually means that Kosovo cannot become a part of United Nations. Talking about the United Nations, what do you think about the unilateral, unilateral decision of uh, independence of Kosovo? Um, after that, the United Nations in general approved uh, this uh, decision because there is a, in the United Nations letter there is a point, a specific point to guarantee the territorial integrity of the state's member. That means that any third country of the United Nations can make any interference in about the, in this territorial integration in another state member of the United Nations. So if all the members of the United Nations have to, re they have to respect this point, why the situation is different talking about the Serbian territory? Because Serbia is a member of the United Nations. But what do you mean by saying that United Nations uh, recognize Kosovo? Because United Nations consists of many countries and only two-thirds uh, of these countries recognize Kosovo, Kosovo's independence. The General Assembly of uh, the United Nations, they approved a resolution in 2008 about the, this unilateral uh, decision of independence of Kosovo, about if it was uh, compatible with the international rights. Um, in this uh, resolution, they conclude that this declaration of independence was not a violation of the international right. Ah, so actually, they, they did not 
approve the independence of Kosovo, but they stated that it's not against the international law. It's right? not illegal, but in, that is not an interference inside Serbia territory, the Serbian territory. Um, to my mind, <laughs> politics is um, a place for hypocrites, you know. I'm sorry. Also, there is all this question of peacemaker force of uh, the United Nations. And actually, this intervention was the first time in history that this force, which is supposed to maintain peace, was actually an aggressive army, which arrived in the territory, has not been invited by any one of the opponents, and just decided to interfere. So at the end, this question of recognition of Kosovo is really complex because the policy of the United Nations about this territory, I don't know why, for sure there is some explanation, but it's really strange since the beginning. And yeah, an ATO is really not an ATO story. This peacemaker, so-called peacemaker, are not, have, haven't been so much, I mean, in this question because they arrived and it started to bomb. They, did, they didn't defend population. They started and that was kind of, if I can say, an invasion force. So this position of international institution about this territory is really strange. Controversial, you mean? Yeah, exactly. What do you think, Sasha? It sounds, I don't know, it makes me... I don't know why. It, th this topic is very interesting to me because, especially what you said, it's time like to think about some conspiracy theories, you think? You, you mean, or what? No, honestly, I'm not talking about conspiracy. I'm talking, for example, this is something that I've read in some really serious political newspaper in France. This is not about at all conspiracy. This is just the fact that why should international institutions send a peaceful organization to actually attack a, 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 a faction? Say, okay, this, these ones are the enemies, so we are going to attack them and for stopping them. And this is not at all the mission of, of, of this force. So that's the question. But non, not only that, to attack another state member of yeah. the United Nations. Exactly. Yeah, but actually, uh, you are talking about bombing of Belgrade and uh, Serbia, right? Exactly. Uh, as I know that actually this um, action was not approved by United Nations, so it's, it was NATO's decision. Yeah, it was not an approval of mm -hmm. uh, United Nations, which basically means they, that they just decided to do that because they could do that, you mm. know. So, yeah, this operation was not approved by UN Security Council. Basically, NATO decided to bomb Belgrade and Serbia by themselves. And that makes the situation even more complex. And my personal opinion is that peacemakers shouldn't kill people. And they actually also used not just guns, bombs, but they also was chemical weapons. So it was the radioactive background and uh, people suffered even after this bombing. And so many people died because of that. How can you make a peace creating a war? Yeah, actually, that's a good question. So I think that, yeah, probably international intervention also created mess. I mean, added the mess to the mess that already existed, to my mind. That is because I compared before the situation with the actual situation in the Middle West, because always if the international 
the occidental part of the world make an intervention in this kind of mess is always to getting worse the situation yeah but i know that um for example during during that period when nato invaded kosovo and serbia and this region um serbia asked russia to become a part of russian belarusian unity and um The parliament of Russia uh, stated that, yeah, we must do it, they should join us, but the president uh, rejected this um, idea of parliament. So actually, I don't know in this case, and it was uh, Yeltsin, mm -hmm. the previous president, yes, I, I want to say. <laughs> so now it's kind of changed and... In Russia. I mean, what I wanted to say with that, that I don't know if it's right or wrong. It's big politics. I'm not the one, not the person to judge uh, these uh, um, actions by these people. But kind of Russia as a state decided to stay away from that. Maybe because it was not the best moment for Russia to take part in this conflict, no? Yes. But now... Yeah. Yeah, probably. <coughs> At least uh, one problem less, you mean. By the way, guys, about the recognition of Kosovo, uh, we already mentioned that two-thirds of uh, countries, state members, member members of United Nations, they recognized uh, Kosovo as independent uh, country. France was the first country who agreed on the independence of Kosovo. Uh, Italy, did you declare that Kosovo is an independence? Yes. Italy also joined uh, to these countries who uh, admit that Kosovo is an independent state. Maybe this is the reason why I am so sympathizing with Albanians of Kosovo. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I already said that Russia doesn't recognize it for many reasons. And uh, what a surprise, Span Spain doesn't admit that, I mean, official Spain, right? Doesn't admit that uh, Kosovo is an independent uh, no, state. But it's not a surprise if you think about that. What do you mean? Because... Officially, Spain doesn't recognize the independence of Kosovo because, uh, as I said before, as a member of the United Nations, they cannot make this interference about uh, the territorial integrity of another state member. And also because they say that, the Spanish government say that, they want to take care about the Serbian minority in Kosovo and they don't trust in the Kosovo government if they have the, independ the independence and the power in this region. Mm -hmm. But and also also to avoid uh, precedence in the international right because uh, you know Sasha that there are a lot of cases in the world. <laughs> Maybe South or yeah, South Ossetia or Achasia. Abkhazia, yeah. It could mm. be the next. But the real reason is uh, that in Spain we have a nationalistic uh, movement in País Vasco and Catalonia, and some process of 
the people that want the independence of Catalonia, for example. And obviously, in this context, it's not good for Spain to accept the independence of Kosovo. Mm -hmm. Because uh, it's a similar situation, right? Federica, no. <laughs> no, I mean. It's not a similar situation. Spain never was uh, this massacre against. Uh, no, Catalan I mean, if they. Yeah, of course. But if they de they declare that Kosovo is independent, this means that they can agree with the independence of Catalonia? Not not agree, but maybe start to discuss about this topic. Yeah. Um, the situation in Spain is basically that uh, this problem in Serbia is not our problem, so why w we take part in this discussion? If there is war in Europe, your kind of neighboring country, it's not of good course, for anyone, course. right? Do you know, for example, that uh, when the NATO sends uh, this international force to Kosovo, Spain was the seventh country that contributed most militarily in this alliance? Mm -hmm. So Spain is never out of this uh, game, that is sure. But yeah, I think that the situation is different right now. Yeah, I think it's very interesting. And um, all these regions which are not recognized by other countries, it's kind of complicated. But, you know, talking about the position of Russia, for sure, for Russian state, I think it is a kind of personal problem. It's our problem. As you said, it's not our problem in Spain, right? For us, it's kind of our problem. Maybe not problem. Maybe problem is not a but it's not our discussion business it's not, it's not our, our decision business. yeah but maybe for Russia it's more because again of this cultural connection and uh, there is something like that because for example when I traveled to Serbia just to add some personal touch to this topic you know I traveled to Serbia and I met Serbian people and I was so surprised because they were so friendly when they knew that I'm from Russia and really they told me like oh brothers sisters same culture same religion same Slavic ethnicity they feel that connection plus they appreciate that Russian state doesn't support the independence of Kosovo though one woman she told me our president you will see he will declare the independence of Kosovo he will agree on that and by the way the last month it happened that Serbian president said that yeah it's time to admit that we don't control Kosovo anymore and uh, start negotiations on this topic you know something's going on but we will see so getting back to this topic for sure Russia Russia is not going to admit that Kosovo is independent because, for example, in 2008, Russia said it will never happen because we respect the borders of Serbian state. And um, this thing that Kosovo declared independence breaks international law. But after when, for example, at the same year, it was a discussion about, as you said, Abkhazia and uh, Southern Ossetia, these two regions, just to to make it clear for our listeners, Abkhazia used to be a part of Georgia, but they declared independence. The same happened to Southern Ossetia, and uh, Russia recognizes their independence, and most of the 
world doesn't do it. So Russian Federation used this situation as Kosovo, like state, that mm, maybe you should also agree that these regions should be independent as well. And uh, the same situation in Kosovo used during talks about situation in Crimea because the state official said like, okay, but Kosovo declared independence. It was a bloody thing. It was cope. It was illegal. But uh, for example, in Crimea, there was a referendum. So actually they use this state the way they want at first. Yeah, it's against the law then. Uh, but actually maybe you should follow the same thing. I don't know. It's so controversial. And uh, I don't know. Back to your question. Why in this case is like this and in another case is different? That's a good topic. I think it's about two or more powers trying to control the situation in the world for their own sake. Maybe it's important the geographic situation of this conflict because mm -hmm. the Balkans are in the middle of Europe and the Middle West are in a really rich land of talking about uh, petrol. Just to continue on this idea, okay, let's play a game but that will be pretty obvious if you have followed what I just said a little bit earlier. Guess who is the country who got a really large military base in Kosovo right now? Of course it's USA. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, really obvious. And do you know that this base is really useful for many things because that was kind of the one which was created after the redeployment of the American bases in Europe after the fall of uh, Berlin Wall and uh, Democratic Germany Republic, which belonged to USSR. So basically, this base is really important, according to the Ministry of Defense, the American one, because of its proximity to Middle East and the situation about Israel-Palestine and a little bit far away Iran as well. This base is one of the foundation of the military cooperation between USA and NATO and the local government, because at the end, the idea the main difference between Serbia and Kosovo is that both want to integrate United, uh, European Union, but Serbia don't want to integrate NATO. Kosovo would like to integrate NATO. So that's the major difference. And also just for the anecdote, this is not really relevant in this topic. This base was one of the one which was used for this really, let's say, not kind interrogatory that USA leads the terrorist attack of the 11th of September. That was in this space that they lead this kind of interrogatory, just taking people, you know, exfiltrate them from Middle East, like, poof, you disappear and you reappear in the middle of a base of America in Kosovo. So it's a kind of one time? Well, honestly, I don't have enough information to say so. I'm just saying that's kind of official right now that was used to this kind of interrogatory. Yeah. I didn't know that. And uh... Yes, it's kind of new also for me. It's very weird. <laughs> What do you think, Sasha? Yeah, it's very interesting information about this military base. So there are many different layers of this conflict. The ethnical conflict, the long story of wars and massacres and like all these bloody things. There is also a political reason, a cultural reason. And really, maybe, yeah, and also the interest of foreign states into this region. So do you think it's possible to resolve this situation sometime, not in the nearest future, but what should happen to find a resolution for this situation? I don't know about the future. I think that right now is really complicated to fix this mess. But I think that maybe for both, for Kosovo and Serbia, this kind of status quo, this kind of latent conflict is the best choice right now for them. I'm sure that they don't really want to become a part of the European Union. They only want to negotiate yes. until the end um, 
would you say? In my opinion, they will find more or less a solution, but it's a very far, it's a very far path, and it's a very long path. And I think that nobody will win in this negotiation. Also because this war uh, lasts uh, since uh, more than 20 years. So I think that both of them uh, have not intention to leave their aims. They don't have the intention to, to give up on uh, their aims. So it's a very long path. And also because uh, there are other powers in the middle so as we said before is is a mess in the mess so it's even more complicated to find a solution now yeah and taking into account that actually uh, well serbia's image of the city serbian's image of the situation is that there is a region inside serbia that which they don't control and actually there is a region inside kosovo which kosovo doesn't control and uh, yeah, it's like a matryoshka doll, you know, you open and open and there is something else inside. And now I think to my mind, it's just my opinion that it's possible to control the situation, to make the situation stable just because of these international peacemakers there. Because even this news, again, getting back to this topic, if we get, if we try to get an insight in this there is a part of story on the background because, for example, Serbia blocked Kosovo from joining to Interpol and then as a revenge or something, but, you know, like a chain of events, Kosovo raised tariffs to 100% on the country, on Serbian goods. And uh, this northern region of Kosovo is supported by Serbia because it's... The majority ethnically is they are Serbians and they receive goods and, you know, everything they need from Serbia. But now it becomes like 100% tariffs raised, tariffs raised for 100%. And of course, it turned into smuggling and illegal trading because people still need goods. So I think, I don't know, but I think that it's an artificial situation and it's kind of provoking this conflict. And that's how it started, this intervention of Kosovo police into this northern region, which they don't control. They declared that it was an operation of like fighting against smuggling. But actually, you, you guys created this situation and then they caught and capture, they captured some official so i don't believe it the funny part is especially when you know that the last report of world trade organization about uh, the economy of kosovo just point pointed the fact that an immense majority of this economy is actually kind of affiliated to mafiosi activities and I, i'm not kidding the the majority of the economy of the country so that means that basically the government and we got some investigation from french reporter about this and international one as well prove the connection between this politics and this mafia system. So it's really interesting and really funny to see these same guys accusing a part of our population to smuggling because that's, mm. that's totally innocent. This is kind of... 
But yeah. that's how politics works in general. <laughs> I mean, but you were talking about Kosovo, like mafia in Kosovo. Yeah, but there is also like Serbian mafia, which is world famous. <laughs> so we don't know. Maybe it's uh, not a you know. Maybe there is another layer on layer on this cake. The fight between mafia, different families. <laughs> Uh, I don't yes. know, but uh, we are discussing about that. Uh, I believe that they they, uh, they have more in common that uh, they want to recognize. <laughs> <laughs> yes, actually, they can work together, you know, in order to reach more results. Come on, you are from Italy. You know that mafia family don't work together. They fight each other. Yes, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, you were asking why, if uh, in our opinion... It's going to be a long way in order to reach some negotiations, right? Yeah. And you also told that it's a kind of matrioska. Mm -hmm. I think it's difficult also because every time they try to find uh, a solution, something happens. Like, for example, last year in 2018, there was in January the murder of uh, Oliver Ivanovich that was an ethnic Serb politician in the northern uh, Kosovo. Mm -hmm. And uh, this murder was called by Serbians, by Serbia's uh, president Vucic, an act of uh, terrorism. But if you remember, we said before that after Kosovo was uh, declared uh, like an independent, autonomous country. Then uh, there was the murder of uh, the 15 members of uh, the KLA by the Serbian police. Mm -hmm. And uh, also when uh, NATO began, uh, began to plan an intervention in 1998, uh, there was uh, the murder of uh, 45 eth ethnic uh, Albanians in the so-called uh, Rachak massacre. So I think that every time they try to reach a point, every time they try to reach a result, something happens. And it's not possible to reach a negotiation because they offend each other. So nobody will get up on this. The question comes to my mind. They, these different ethnicities, they live together when it was Yugoslavia, right? There were no conflicts like this. Yes. Am I right or correct me if I'm wrong? No, no, no. You are right. And I think that uh, the similar situation, it started when they actually declared independence, so they wanted to be independent. But the same happened, for example, when Soviet Union collapsed. The example is very simple. Armenia and Azerbaijan. Armenian people are Orthodox Christians. Azerbaijan people are Islamic and uh, they live together. So do you, when it was USSR, some people from ethnically Azerbaijan people, they lived in Armenia. Uh, Armenian people lived in Azerbaijan. They had mixed families. Everything's fine. But when Soviet Union collapsed, a huge massacre began from both sides. And people were killing people. Brother, you know, killed people brother i would say what's happened and i think i think in these cases that uh, where is a vacuum of power there is always uh, one band or one party or one leader that want to occupy this empty place and in this situation i don't know about armenia or 
but in these kind of situations I think that it's really easy to manipulate the people with uh, for example in the Balkans with uh, nationalism or or the religious mm-hmm. so you mean that these things are used by dictators yes and not only by dic- but uh, by dictators but I think that in Yugoslavia for example maybe the situation was better when Yugoslavia was a Soviet dictator that after that that after the collapse yeah so that's why my question why do you think it was possible then and it's not possible now but the question is why all the ex-Yugoslavia countries uh, take took the independence reached the independence but for Kosovo is such a difficult now was difficult for the others also Yeah, but in the end, they don't have this discussion, this long way. Not all, but uh, Montenegro got uh, his uh, independence not, not too many time ago, no? Yeah, exactly, because I don't know exactly when Montenegro became independent, but I was looking at my notes. And for example, in 1995, Montenegro was annexed by Serbia. So I think that they are not independent for a long time. Yeah. Yes, I thought from the very beginning this program will not help us to find the solution or even to create a draft of this solution and actually i feel more confused than me <laughs> than before because uh, there are too many powers uh, into this war and uh, i think that at ethnical differences or ethnical you know unity it's only an excuse but in the deep there are so many reasons we don't know mm-hmm. about at least this program makes us uh, to think more about this topic um, I think that also for our listeners so for me with that it's okay so we are kind of filling the gap that European media creates with uh, not creating awareness about this topic right and maybe for Hungary it's it's actually an important topic I think because at least because Serbia is Serbia borders with Hungary yes they are more aware than us in the West Europe I think so but that was also for Italy no during the Balkan Wars no because Slovenia Croatia they are close to your border no Yes, but it's not that discussed. I mean, was very discussed during the 90s, but now they touched only the news, you know, something that just happened, but it's not the focus on our TV programs or radio programs, you know. Maybe there are... We have uh, some documentaries about this story because it's very complicated, And uh, we studied during, also during uh, the high school. But it's so complicated that, I mean, it's not that discussed. So let's follow the updates on this situation because it's very hot now. And I think that we will see a lot of news on this topic very recently because now it's like discussed on the level of United Nations after this situation 
in the north of Kosovo. So I hope for better and I hope that we could get, we could create at least not a deep, but kind of, we could give you an insight into this topic, into this controversial situation on Balkans. And uh, I want to thank you guys for your information, for your opinions, for participating in this program. Thank you, Sasha, for led the discussion and uh, always uh, saying that uh, it's interesting things and also Sebastian and Miguel thank you for your uh, very interesting information and interesting opinions about this situation oh thank you you Frederick and Sasha and Sebastian uh, thank you everybody thank you, uh, you are the best <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you dear listeners for tuning in to Mustar FM 89.6 for our world politics program and if you want to know what's going to be the next topic you please subscribe to our facebook page you can find it typing evs mustar fm and listen to our podcasts on ancor.fm see you next time bye bye crisis Elections, political scandals, and diplomatic victories. Do you want to be aware of the latest political news? We provide uncompromising analysis of critical global trends and international affairs. Every Tuesday from 10 to 12 on Mustar FM.